Hey, hi, how are you? My name is David James Young and all my friends are in bar bands. Welcome to All My Friends Are In Bar Bands with David James Young. That's me. All right, here we are. 111, triple one. We are here, we are making it happen, and we are going to have a chat today with two of the nicest, most polite, clean-cut young men I have had the honour of speaking to in recent memory. We're chatting with Dylan... And we're chatting with Bill from Tiny Moving Parts. Tiny Moving Parts are a very endearing and uh, very, very fun, wholesome <laughs> math slash indie rock band uh, from Minnesota. Yeah, And they made their debut trip to Australia just last month, opening for lifetime friends of the show, Luca Brasi, thanks to the unstoppable team of Cat Clark over at Cooking Vinyl and the invincible Boo Johnson, we were able to make this one happen while the band were in Sydney, uh, supporting Luca Brasi at the Manning Bar. It was a fantastic show and it was super, super nice to meet the TMP crew. They are absolute legends. And this was really cool. Like, uh, I didn't know heaps about them personally, so I, I didn't have heaps of background, so we were able to get into it, and we, we kind of discussed everything about their own little burgeoning scene, and uh, coming up through basement shows to playing all over the world, and uh, it's been pretty amazing uh, to see that trajectory, and uh, to get to talk to them about it, so yeah. If you haven't checked out Tiny Moving Parts, they have a new record, well it came out a bit earlier this year, called Swell which you can check out, and uh, I'm sure they will be back over here before too long, now that they know what a fervent audience they have here, because uh, it was pretty fever pitch by the time they rocked up, and it was, uh, yeah, pretty amazing. Great, great show. Great people. Very stoked to have Tiny Moving Parts on the podcast today. Won't keep you for much longer. Just a reminder, as always, this podcast survives. This podcast thrives on the lifeblood that is your support. How can you support? I'll tell you. Tell your friends. If you have any friends that are into Tiny Moving Parts that would maybe want to hear a more in-depth interview with those guys, fling it their way. Please do. I insist. It would mean the absolute world to me. You can show some love on Twitter or maybe Facebook if you're still on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, that's definitely, that's probably a bit more active than Facebook now, I'd say. I don't know, get back onto MySpace, see what happens. And of course, if you are in a position to do so, uh, and you would like to support the podcast financially, you can become a supporter over on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you are helping to keep the lights on for this podcast and support me personally. Every little bit is massively, massively appreciated. Uh, seeing as this is the first podcast of uh, the month for September, just want to give a quick shout out to all the legends that are making this happen right now. So, thank you, as always, to Amy Gray, Andrew Nicholson, Blake Hennequin, Chris Bowden, Claire Burke, Eleanor Shepard, Elliot J. O'Neill, Hazel Chan, Heath Anthony, Jeremy Neal, Jonathan Elvery, Karen Dennis, Leslie Bowden, Liam Sherlaw, Matthew Lynch, Max Quinn, Nick McCorriston, Rachel Maria Cox, Ryan Dunn, Sian Vanakudi, Simon Bath, Tanya Taylor, 
Tom Brown, Tom Kennedy, Tom Jenkins, and Zoe Lane. If you would like to join this list of absolute champions of the universe, then you can. Head over to patreon.com slash barbands and let's make a deal. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash barbands. If you want to get in touch in the meanwhile, barbandspod at gmail.com, b-a-r-b-a-n-d-s-p-o-d. That's the same for Facebook. It is the same for Twitter. Bar Bands Pod, you know where to find us. All my friends are on barbands.com. We are on Stitcher. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Anywhere that even mentions podcasts, you will be able to find us because the internet, when it wants to be, is a fucking beautiful thing, my friends. So let's get Matthew, let's get tapping, tapping, tapping right into our chat with Dylan and Bill from Tiny Moving Parts. The caution tape that you've wrapped around my brain has continued to stay as I'm waiting for a break. Constantly connecting dots, trying my best, consuming facts. All I've learned, what's done is done. And you cannot change the past, helping or hurting. Hi everyone, I'm David James Young and all my friends are in bar bands. Today I would like to introduce you to my friends, Tiny Moving Parts. Hey. Hey, what's up? Please introduce yourselves. I'm Dylan, uh, I play guitar and I sing. And I'm Bill and I play the drums. Hell yeah. It is Saturday night. We are at the Manning Bar in Sydney and Tiny Moving Parts are in Australia for the very first time. Welcome. Hey, thank hey, you. Thank yeah, you. It's so far it's been great. So happy to be here. Yeah, second night of the tour? Yes. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Played Brisbane last night and uh, we flew in the day before that and uh, yeah, it was, first show was fantastic and excited yes. for tonight. How do you handle that? Have you, are you at the point now where you've played enough shows like on that kind of run of just like, oh, I've been awake for the past 26 hours or whatever the fuck. We were actually just talking right before this how tired we are right now. (laughs) We're ready for the jet lag to just be done. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's so annoying. I mean, it's like, it's like, why why am I so dang tired? But it makes sense. Mm. Excited to get over it. You know, we're still having a ball. It's been, it's been phenomenal, but it's still just like, dang it, yeah. kind of tired. Yeah. Yeah. They never accommodate for that, do they? It's just like, <laughs> you get, you pretty much get off the plane and straight into a car directly to the venue. It's like, come on, man, at least give us a bed or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> at least get us in a couple days early or something like that, you know? Yeah. Oh, people, people are bastards like that, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's grueling. It's very uncompromising. But uh, <laughs> Luckily, like... Playing, like, the set last night anyway, I didn't feel tired at all during the set, but, yeah, like, that. before it and after it, it was yeah. like, wow. Yeah. It's like that feeling after a show when you're, like, get to someone's house to stay and you're, like, just shooting the shit for a little bit. Yeah. And then you're like, man, I'm barely, like, mentally here right now. I'm half yeah. asleep. Yeah. So it's kind of like, reminds me of that, just kind of battling it, but totally. instead of doing that at 2 a.m., it, like, hits you at 5 o'clock. Yeah. It's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and indeed, uh, yeah, uh, lifetime friends of the show, Luca Brazi, have uh, brought you guys out here. Uh, yeah. how, how did that come about? Was that kind of, uh, oh, you guys should play shows together, or was it kind of like friends of a friend's sort of situation? Or I don't really know. Do you know, really? The I whole... think they just offered it to us, and yeah, right. we just took it. Like, 
I think we both like knew and liked each other's music. And, yeah, yeah. Like we like looked into them like, oh, they started with Pup and like a few other bands that like we knew mutually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, we're gonna get along great. This should be fun. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and then once, like, yeah, once we got asked. Or like you know, or like our managers like, would you guys be interested in like supporting Luca Brasi in Australia? And we're like, Luca Brasi, Australia. Y- yep. Like, yeah. What, yeah. We want to <laughs> go because like we've always wanted to come over here. So yeah. So it, it's just it's great to be here finally. You know. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> <since> I... <laughs> Good grief! I've listened to too much comedy. Bang bang! And every time someone says that, it just gets straight in my head. Like, God damn it! It's everything for me. <laughs> So I begin these by tracing back the initial interest in music, specifically where it changed from being something that maybe you're watching on MTV or, you know, listening to on the radio or something like that to, like, this is what I want to do, I want to sing, I want to play instruments, I want to be in a band, all that sort of thing. Uh, Bill, we'll start with you. Like, uh, tell us how music kind of factored into you growing up and, like, if there was any kind of moment where you're just like, that's what I want to do. It's weird. I never really thought that we'd even get to this point like I got a drum set for my 13th birthday and yeah like Matt and Dylan had just gotten guitars so we were we were like learning Blink-182 covers and stuff like Hell that yeah. when we were like 13 14 years old fuck and, yeah and then like we just started DIY touring and like I like remember looking up to like other bands that were just playing packed house shows and thinking like that would be so fun cause yeah. like we were having fun playing like to like 10 to 20 people in people's basements and yeah sure like just small shows and we're like hey that's so weird like people like our music in other places and then it would just kept growing and growing and i feel like we just kind of keep setting like higher bars like i never thought we'd play outside of the u.s until like it just started happening and sure and then it was europe and uk a few times and we've done mexico and now we're finally getting to play here. We're yeah. going to Southeast Asia from this tour. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're really doing it. You're doing it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, were there were there any kind of like bands or drummers in particular that made you want to, you know, get your first drum kit? Charles Barker was my favorite. Hell yeah! I mean, we were just huge Blink One Eight Two. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that for the longest time, and then towards the end of high school, we started getting into like kind of crazier music like the fall of troy and terra oh sure and, yeah yeah, and it was yeah. like wow like like trash barker's amazing at what he does but mm. then there's like like a whole different style of drumming yeah. too like kind of more spastic and yeah, stuff so for sure what about you man i i mean like the exact same like matt billy and i we've listened to the same exact stuff throughout our whole lives you know so um like yeah we started with blink uh, and then, yeah, throughout high school, we got into, like, Fall of Troy, Terra Mellos, just, like, crazy stuff, because, like, Billy thought it'd be cool to play really fast, yeah. and, and then I thought it'd be cool to play fast on guitar, and, like, uh, we just kind of, like, try and press each other, or, like, learn a riff or something, and show the next day of practice. Mm. Yeah, and, like, those, like, Fall of Troy, Blink-22, those are, like, the two big influential bands that, like, kind of, sure, yeah. you know, helped, like, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't. I don't know what we'd sound like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, re- like, really once we started, like, taking it more serious instead of just, like, kind of jokey punk stuff in high school, like, when we started Tiny Wing Parts, which was 10 years ago now. Right, yeah. And, like, the very early stuff we recorded was, like, listening back, it's just ridiculous, like, 
nonsense math kind of music because we were just yeah. trying to write really hard, hard stuff music. to play. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that just helped us like get tighter and yeah. like learn each other's like styles, grow yeah. into like a band more than just people playing together. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah, like the instrumentation, absolutely, and then. And like like lyrically and stuff, we got into bands also like uh, Thursday and Me Without You. Sure, yeah. those are like those totally changed the game for us too because it's like oh uh, like it's like sad or like kind of dark mm-hmm. kind of, but you somehow got some euphoric feel from like it just felt really good to hear that. So that, that just influenced us as well. So yeah, totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. Did you guys grow up? You grew up in the same area? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Me and the bassist Matt are brothers, and Dylan's our cousin. So yeah, right. Oh, like right. All in the family. Basically, known each other since birth. Yeah. <laughs> family band. Yeah. yeah wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can imagine it would have been kind of second nature then. So like shit, like it was the same with my brother and my cousin, stuff like that. Always like sharing like burnt CDs. Exactly. Of, like, yeah. This and Limp Bizkit and all that sort of stuff. Oh yeah, up. yeah. Just like anytime we found some cool shit, it's just like. You have to listen to this, man. This will yeah. change your life. And just like, you're right, man. It did. Yeah, it did. Okay. It was like fun finding new bands. Like, mm-hmm. it was just kind of like somewhat like a competition, almost like like who can find the next cool band that all yeah, of us are just yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. fall in love with. <laughs> yeah. Where did you guys grow up? Whereabouts? Uh, it's a really small town in Minnesota called Benson. And, okay. And it's like a, it's like a town of like three thousand people. Yeah. Wow. And. uh... Yeah, Matt and Billy, they live, like, three miles from our house, I guess. I don't know. Something like Pretty that. close. Yeah, well, like, five minute drive. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just farm. It's, like, farmland, small, cliche Midwest town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody knows everybody, and, uh, yeah, it's cool. That's a good, like good reason there was like nothing to do there because we decided to start a band yeah so, yeah I get, that's like, a big reason why yeah totally so it's, it's to one do. of those things where it's just like you take that small population then you narrow it even further down to people that are into music and then you narrow that even further down to the people that like the same music as you and it's just like we have to be friends man we don't have a choice here <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> So, have you always been in one another's bands? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it was it was me. It was us three, and then we had a different basis, a couple different ones throughout high school, and then it was just like them going down different paths, and we just moved Matt over from guitar to bass and right. became a three piece. For a while, we had a another good friend from small town area playing synth with us, but like it was just. We he basically joined the band because he was like a great friend of ours, but yeah. like, didn't really play synth or very much, and it wasn't it didn't work <laughs> dude, in the band really. Dude. So. Yeah. like that was a whole thing, wasn't it? Like for new metal bands, it was having a DJ, and for post hardcore bands, it was the synth or keyboard player. And it's just yeah. like you are adding nothing to this band, but you can tell that they were obviously like a close mate, or they just had a lot of energy on yeah. stage. They're just like. Yeah, all right. We'll give him a bit of give him a bit of money. For that. <laughs> yeah, like we want to hang out with you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, band totally. too. You're cool. Let's <laughs> yeah. do this. Yeah. I saw Luke Biscuit earlier this year, and DJ Lethal was back in the band, and he was just like having the time of his life. I'm just like, you don't do a damn thing for like 45 minutes of this <laughs> hour and a half set, but you 
you are just living your best life right now. Oh, and I'm I just like, that. we need to That's bring, awesome. we need to bring the DJ back, man. Just, yeah. just, yeah. yeah, just like one sample. It's like, whoop, whoop, whoop. oh no. Yeah. <laughs> We should look into getting a DJ. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. That's a top, man. That's a throwback. I'm so into it. Oh, man. What was the first time you guys ever played live? I'm uh, assuming it was the same show. Same uh, band, etc. Yeah. Uh, we played in a park in a town of like 100, maybe 110 people. Oh, fuck. Even a, smaller a, than your town. Wow. A Labor Day like celebration thing. and I was 12, right? Or 13. probably you were yeah if you were twelve I was fourteen that sounds oh about my right. goodness yeah, yeah. what was the band called the D Cups <laughs> <laughs> huge oh yeah we were <laughs> immature kids like it's so funny because we got the name because my dad was like you guys should name your band like Jailbreak or like Rampage or like just like a, like yeah. trying to be like really cool and we're like nah dad that's lame and then just like screw it why don't you name it something stupid then like like the D Cups and then we kind of named it, like, we're, okay, we will, like, in spite of him. Kind Hell of, yeah. Like, Screw yeah, you, Dad. Yeah, yeah, like, in a funny way, you know. And, That's uh, hilarious. And, uh, yeah, so we did that through, like, high school, or halfway through high school, and then we got a little more serious, you yeah. know. And, uh, yeah, but that was fun. What, what was the serious band called? Uh, that just went to Tiny Moving Park. Really? Yeah, well, yeah just yeah. straight into that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we yeah. had a few different things, like... Magical Unicorns of the Enchanted Forest, like for that like is one a yeah. phenomenal name. Yeah. It's a very two thousands yeah. name as well. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm into that. And I think we were Dixie Cups after we realized D Cups was kind of a lame name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> so, what kind of stuff was that? Like uh, the stuff you were doing before TMP? It was punk, and yeah. then it just got a little more hardcore, a little more technical. Yeah, throughout yeah. that. Yeah, and then by the time we started timing parts, it was practically like just a math band yeah now, yeah now we've kind of like straight away from as much math kind of more just keep technical parts in like the emo pop punk kind of yeah shit yeah do. yeah we just do yeah whatever sounds right or like what's ever cool like we're not like oh like we're not necessarily like getting rid of the math or whatever mm-hmm. you know, like to call it like we just want to make sure everything's interesting and but not like too overkill of like one like you know if it's like if you can't Tap your toe for three yeah. minutes straight. It might be kind of annoying. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just find a nice balance to make. You know, you can't please everybody, but as long as Matt, Billy, and I are pleased, and we feel like we do the best for listeners, like you know, that's all we can do. Yeah, it's fun. You know, yeah, exactly, fun. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the first Tiny Moving Parts show? Uh, we played Minneapolis, First uh, Avenue, which is bigger ooh, than any venue we've yeah. headlined since. It was a uh, Battle of the Bands for high school Fucking kids. Hell. Yeah, yeah. Oof. And we, we won it. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. What, what was the grand prize? It was like to to, to play another show. <laughs> and yeah, two cool local Minneapolis You're opening bands. for Prince. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no kidding. And I think there's more people at the Battle of the Bands than the show we won, or I don't yeah. know. But <laughs> that just, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Oh, so many of those things are just fucking pyramid schemes with guitars. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, oh, that, sounds that was right. that was fun. That was cool. That was like a. I remember like our parents all went to the show, and I mean it was like it was like our first show as a band, so or like as Tiny Parts. And yeah, it was cool. yeah. It was fun. <laughs> 
and you were just playing around your area at that time? Well, yeah, well... Yeah, we didn't... Yeah. We had only played Minnesota until we had been playing together for like seven years, maybe. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. Because yeah. so, I mean, where we yeah. lived was two and a half hours from Minneapolis. Mm. So actually, the Battle of the Bands, that was our second show, wasn't it? Because our first time was a couple months earlier, and... Uh, we weren't allowed to go because we were in high school and our parents said we couldn't drive to the big city. <laughs> yeah. So we How loved, far was it? It's two and a half hours, but yeah. like where we live, there's two stoplights. Right. So like driving to a city with like actual traffic, like they they thought we'd crash and die. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Game we're over. like, okay, we're going to have band practice at Dylan's house because we always had it at our house. So we loaded up my mom's minivan and we just drove to the city. <gasps> oh. Yeah. All right, fuck it. We're going to do You would have gotten it. in such <laughs> trouble. Oh my God. <laughs> They weren't happy with us, but if we didn't do that, who knows where we would have went. They're still grounded to this day. Yeah. <laughs> Every tour uh, since, you're just like, all right, we're just going over to Dylan's place. Yeah. <laughs> Get on a plane. Just fuck up. That's how we got in Australia now, yeah. <laughs> she just has that realization, like, at home alone. Just like, oh, no. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember my dad called me, and we were, like, halfway to Minneapolis, and... He's like, hey, Bill, what are you guys up to? And I was like, uh, we're in Litchfield right now, halfway to Minneapolis. He's like, yeah, I kind of thought that's what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Now, yeah, like I've had a few people from the States, obviously, on this podcast, but never anyone specifically from this area. Like, uh, in terms of like, like any sort of scene or music community, like, uh, what, what is that part of the world like? Oh, the music community. There isn't like, like a scene where, like where yeah. we grew up. Yeah, like, yeah. Once yeah. we graduated high school. kind of thing you had to make for yourself. Yeah, we exactly. kind of like started like doing the band like more than just like one-offs like twice a year like for fun mm. Mm. Uh, when we went to college and moved into like Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah. Like, that, that's like a, a smaller city. So like that actually had like a scene and that helped a lot. Like they had some cool DIY venues and yeah, couple yeah. houses that did some shows. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'd play there, you know, since we were up there for college and stuff, we would play like every other week, you know, a show there, like any DIY spot or house show. And yeah, and that's where we kind of started connecting with people like oh like you know just a community you know just like the DIY community and just like having friends and bands and friends who come to shows and and just kind of started started from the ground up like basically in Fargo we'd say (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of sure many of you guys have been fed into wood chippers after the show or anything Uh, like that I just just saw the wood chipper like they have that (laughs) on a display up there and I just saw it like a couple months ago. It's a moment of pride. It's just like, oh, Steve Buscemi was in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you look up uh, things to do in Fargo, that's like the first thing that pops up. Yeah. And you just go into a room and there's a wood chipper there. It's like, that's the big thing just to do. Just pretending to get fed into it for a photo. Exactly. It's just like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. There's more to life than little money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Classic movie. Oh, good times, good times. But also has probably ruined that entire area for you guys because you can't <laughs> fucking go anywhere without someone bringing yeah. it up. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Prince and Fargo. That's Prince Fargo. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are stuck with that forever now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tell me about the first Tiny Moving Parts tour. When, where, etc. Oh, shoot. 2011. Uh huh. We did, I think it was like 25 days out to like, the, the West Coast. Yeah. And back through Denver. Like, uh. And you'd never been out there before? No, no. That, was our, that was our first tour. Like, most bands, like, never play North Dakota and far er, and Montana. Montana. Like, it's kind of like yeah. the middle of nowhere, Rocky Mountains area. And those were, like, our first shows on the road ever, because that's just where we started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was, it was kind of, uh, the van broke down, like, one day in the tour. Had oh, to get that no. fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had, like, an overheating problem, so, like... We'd have to drive overnights every night and not drive throughout the day because yeah. it'd get too hot and stuff. Oh, and man, that's brutal. Yeah, and I think we had, like, the van was, like, way more people than it should. It was, fit. We had eight yeah. actual seats, but we had nine people in the van. Yeah. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, thankfully, like, that was our first tour, so, like, we were all just so, so stoked. And, like, we thought, you know, any, like wrong thing that happened we thought it was like funny like you know yeah. like you know all the vans having problems and all that stuff we were like oh it's this is, this is tour life this is cool you know and, yeah. and uh we just kind of ate it up like we loved it and i mean we still love touring to this day like yeah you know but uh yeah that like that tour was like there's some shows like matt matt and i were only 19 and uh we like there's a lot of 21 plus shows like at bars yeah 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 and uh we couldn't even like some of the shows, like, we'd only play, like, our set, and then I couldn't be in the building, and oh, it was just, like, felt really disconnected with people. Like, you couldn't yeah. really hang out. No, you know? yeah. Well, yeah. There, was, there was one show, uh, it was us and Sunrise Sunset, another band I was in at the time, and, right. like, Tiny Moving Parts couldn't even play the show because they were underage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, so it was like, So oh, you I could play, but they couldn't. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. So they were just, I think you just sat in the van and drank, drank beers. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, just got wasted. I don't know. <laughs> Didn't know what else to what do. What you do? Like, yeah. We wanted to play a show and we couldn't, so it's yeah. another thing to do. Yeah. But I think that's what, that's why we, like, we, you know, love the DIY community stuff, like house shows yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you hang out. It's great. Like, you, yeah. you know, play loud basements, pack shows, and everybody's in a great mood, and everybody seems, like, friendly, like, they're your friends, you know? And that's what, like, really, like, made us happy with being on tours and stuff. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Totally, totally. Like, at what point did it start picking up where, you know, like, it's it's one thing to, you know, be doing these shows. You, you, yeah. You're kind of always hoping to say, oh, maybe a couple of our friends will show up. Like, yeah. for, for me, like, any time any, any band from, you know, like, any sort of DIY community has quote-unquote made it, it's when people we don't know start coming to the shows. It's just like... How did, yeah. how did you find out about this? Yeah, like, yeah. We know these guys. How do you know these guys? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I think it was 2013. We just released uh, This Couch is Long Full of Friendship. Like, yeah. And uh, and we just put on Bandcamp. We didn't have a label or anything. We mm. just put on Bandcamp, like, here's... Burnt a bunch of CDs. Oh, yep, classic. Yep. <laughs> we're like, we're going to put the record out, and we're just going to book a full U.S. tour. Yeah. And, uh... So we ended up booking like a 40 day tour and halfway through the tour, we decided to add two more weeks on it. So it was like 54 days Holy shit. and, uh, and our longest tour before that was only like 25 days or something. So it was like, it was quite a bit more. We put the record out like a couple weeks before the tour started mm. and that's when we started realizing like, oh, people, oh, we had two people download the record today. Holy crap. And then <laughs> we play shows and start, you know, instead of 10 people, there was... 25 people, you know, yeah. and like just slowly started building and 
that's where it kind of like we're like oh we got something going like people are singing our songs back to us live yeah and, and like you know people are going nuts and it's just fun and uh but yeah 2013 so mm-hmm. yeah because we did that ago, and it was like China. it felt like a successful diy tour where we like didn't have to pay out of pocket for gas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Break, just just breaking even, just getting was, by. Yeah. yeah, that was our goal. We're like, just want to break even when we get home from this like close to two month thing. And, and uh, then and we did from that. Uh, I think the next tours we did, we supported Front Bottoms and Modern Baseball. Oh yes. yep, so yep. it was kind of like, oh shit, like things are rolling finally. Yeah, yeah. What do you remember about that tour? Oh, jeez. Can it be repeated? Oh, that I get. I remember we wanted to save money on that tour, so instead of like worrying about buying beers and stuff every night, we just bought cases of hard alcohol, and, <laughs> yeah. and we just we just get like Gatorade yeah. meal like oh, the whole thing, and we'd mix it with water and add that all the fruit. Nasty. Every night we drank that. It got to the point Holy where if sh- someone at the house show or at Anywhere we were playing, if they offered us a beer, we'd be like, yes, that sounds great. You can have some of this alcohol if you want, but <laughs> we are sick of drinking whiskey waters. Oh, that oh, is yeah. rough. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I remember mine was like, I had like Ron Diaz, like rum, and the meal thing that you'd squirt in was like, like raspberry or something. Right, and just, yeah. And then, of course, warm water into it, just... Oh, day day thirty seven. I'm like, I can't do this. No, he's just tapping it. Some, it's like I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Oh, that's nasty. Uh, you must be treasuring any beer on the rider now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, thank yeah. Christ. It's refrigerated and everything. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a relief. Oh man. So, yeah, as you mentioned, it's kind of expanding exponentially and, you know, like one of those great things about Bandcamp is, you know, <laughs> it gets to the point where, you know, there are people that you don't know coming to the shows and then mm-hmm. come to Brazil messages start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you gone there yet? Ne- never got there. Yeah. No, no, but we, we want to. Yeah, we're yeah. working on it, but it's yeah. easier said than done. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> definitely will. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the, just the classic one. I remember Alexis didn't go there until like the what was supposed to be their final ever tour. Yeah. They played like this fucking arena in Sao Paulo. Like, <laughs> like by the time like if they'd gone there when they started, first started getting come to Brazil messages, there would have been like twenty people there. <laughs> but because they waited until the very end, they were an arena band by the time they wow. went there. <laughs> so crazy. just wait it out. Just wait it out. Like yeah, wait yeah. for the Wet Farewell tour, and you'll do an arena. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah like have you like apart from this obviously like have you done much kind of inter- internationally with the band we've been to Europe a handful of times yeah went to Canada, Mexico Mexico, Mexico. yeah nice. we're Southeast Asia's coming up uh, that's about it though right I yeah, mean yeah, like yeah. so far like cause yeah. we like what, are those, what are those things been like? Like uh, getting to play, you know, pretty much as oh, far away from home as you possibly fucking can fucking awesome yeah it's so yeah. cool it's they're all different in their own ways too. Like, mm. I kind of international touring would be like similar everywhere, but like, like even just being a couple days into this, it's like we're flying to every gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every like, because you can't really drive unless you want to do night drives. <laughs> yeah, and drive yeah, yeah. All day, every oh, day. it's brutal. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and there's there's like what only like three shows a week. Usually it's like weekends. There's no shows mid week. Mm. Is that kind of common? Yeah. 
But like that's in the cool. states, yeah, it's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> but then of course, like like in America, we used to do like six shows a week and then have like one day off or something. Yeah, we yeah. drive to every place, but it's just like little things like that are just a little different. But like, just makes it all like kind of more fun and unique, and it's cool. Like yeah. we're, we're having a great time. Like yeah. we go. And do you feel like every tour is kind of like a like that kind of learning process of just like you know when you're starting out you have no fucking idea what you're doing no one does yeah but, you know you get to a certain point now it's just like okay we need to have this sorted this sorted this sorted and make sure there are beers on the rider yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah. it's a muscle memory kicking in on every every cycle and every tour yeah. you know <laughs> oh yeah exactly I mean yeah as years go on like you get kind of more better about, or like understanding what's all yeah. going on but. Even like even today, I was just like I don't even know what time we're supposed to wake up tomorrow or what the yeah. heck. or like I know like just kind of go with the flow for the most part too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as you as you mentioned, you continuing on this cycle of touring and yeah, like is it cool to be in this position now where there is kind of a demand in you know all these different places? I, I'm assuming you guys aren't like you don't have like part time jobs or anything like that. You know, it's just kind of like everything's kind of been thrown into this now. Yeah. yeah, like, it was, it got to be too hard to keep a part-time job when we, like, leave this constantly. Yeah, yeah. And not being home that much, it makes it kind of bearable to live with our parents, so, like, mm. they work together. We don't really need to work when we're home because we live with our parents, <laughs> and we can't work because we're not home enough. Yeah. But we don't mind living with our parents because we're barely ever home. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it all works good together. Free rent, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the family that plays together stays together, you know. You guys are testament to that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Beautiful. Gentlemen, we'll wrap it up here, but before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests, and now it is your turn. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played in your entire lives. I can answer worse if you want to do best. Best. Okay, I'll, I'll start thinking about best. Worst? Yeah, uh, worst? I'm, I'm curious to see if there's a like a point of consensus here. Like, yeah. if, if you agree on each, each one. <laughs> we might agree on uh, worst, like... Uh, here we go. It was... Uh, Kentucky show? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, this can only end well. <laughs> would, what was it? We... I think we had to restart three songs because I messed up that badly. Ooh. Yeah, it was... I got a little foolish and had a little too much tequila before we played. Uh, too many so, whiskey waters, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think when we were doing, like, the, like... DIY and basement shows, like, we were, like, kind of partying more because, like, you know, everything's just loud and in-your-face crowded, but, like, mm. this was, like, right when we started doing more venues and it was, like, oh, I guess we can't get drunk drunk for sets anymore because yeah. you can hear everything and <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of embarrassing and at that point it was, like, okay, like, you know, get a get a good buzz, have fun, but, yeah, you yeah. know, you gotta, like... If people are paying to see the show, you gotta, like, perform well. Yeah, totally. What do you remember about that show? Oh, I just remember, after getting done with the set, just being, like, so pissed off. Like, <laughs> just, like, come on. But, uh, you know, like, we didn't fight or argue. We're just like, damn, that, whatever. It is what oh, it is. Nice. No big deal. That's so Once we restarted the songs, they went fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just gotta kill the mood first, and then restart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that was that was a bad show. But <laughs> sorry, Kentucky. <laughs> but uh, best show. I mean, the only thing I can think of for like a best show was 
London comes to mind. Right. On, on our last, head, like when we headlined for the first time over there. Uh, Is that Brixton? Uh, London, we played the Dome. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The t- yeah, Tuffnell Tuffnell Park. Tuffnell. Yeah. Tuffnell. And, uh, yeah, that, that show was just phenomenal. Like, we're, I mean, like, some people were saying that it was, it's too early for us to headline over there. And we're like, no, screw that. We want to, we want to do it. Like, we feel like we can do it. And, uh, and, uh, ended up, like, selling out. And, like, the, the whole, the crowd was going nuts. And, like, we just played solid. And it was just all around, like, just a really great, fun night. Perfect. Like, uh, nothing, no, like, malfunctions or, like, technical difficulties it was just all like a good fun night and yeah yeah just that's what i can also it was a feel really? good time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. fuck yeah that's beautiful yeah tmp you have an album it is out in the universe what's it called swell swell yep yep where can we get it get it uh cooking geez. vinyl puts it out here uh shout out to cooking vinyl Woo! hell yeah yeah what a team for sure unreal and uh any uh, anything else you guys would like to plug before we uh, get on out of here? Uh, I don't know. I can't think. Uh, I think I'm. We're really excited to eat Hungry Jacks. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it looks true. just like VK. It might be exactly Burger like yeah. VK. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but we're excited yeah. to try it. It's got a yeah, new name. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> it's a little different. Lunch <laughs> tomorrow. We gotta do that. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Tiny Moving Parts, thank you so much for being here and uh, thanks for chatting to us today. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank yeah you thanks so for having much. us. Unreal. I'm David James Jones and all my friends and brothers. <laughs>